Hey, everybody. It's Monday. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. .fm and .sf. And uh, we have a full roster of comedians tonight, and some are having comments and some aren't having comments. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that you get four minutes of jokes at three minutes. You get the horn. It means you have a minute left. And then if you are getting comments, everybody kind of takes notes, and then we give helpful comments to each other. And, you know, if you're going to make a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So a nice fluffy brioche toasted bun on top, maybe a little mayonnaise. You put the meat in the middle and then round it off with a nice compliment. Uh, Tell them they're pretty just to put feminism back 47 years. Uh, All right, so we're about to get started. I don't see our first comedian, Charlie Moore. I don't see our second comedian, Chris Beasley. I don't see our third comedian, Steven Asifo. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll just go up first since I was. It's, it's that's the way the list goes. All right, yay! Ooh, okay. So I have to run around and do this. sound check before okay which one is it okay cool yay it's been a long time since i've been on stage so i get confused uh no how many of you out there are 26 years old or under 26 years old or under you 26 year old or under yeah yeah look at that you're you're a 10 he's a 10 i'm a san francisco six I'm a Greek island four, but I'm an Albanian 10. <laughs> yeah, I was almost kidnapped on Skopelos, sex trafficked by a gang of Albanian 26-year-olds. <laughs> I'm not k- kidding. They were thirsty for this 47-year-old ass. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? You drinking seawater? <laughs> Are you okay? They were crazy. Something's wrong with them, or all their women are dead. <laughs> Don't pull back, 26. Good. You can't even point to Albania on a map, so it's fine. It was, uh, it was, an, it was an amazing place. You young kids, though, I kind of I hate you. I mean, I, I, lo- I hate you. No, it's, but I'm just, I'm jealous. I'm jealous, right? Because right now, you get to be pansexual. I meant to say the other one first. You get to be non-binary. You get to be pansexual. Pan is the Greek word for all or everything. It's everything sexual. And back in my day, we used to call that greedy. (laughs) Right? I want to be. I want to be non-binary. I want to, like, I don't ever want to shave again or wear a bra. I want to be non-binary, but the kids, you'll call me like a, a lazy, flappy-titted poser. <laughs> like, oh. When I'm the OGNB, no, you didn't have to explain it. No, I'm o- my, first, my first sex dream, I was 10 years old, and in that dream, I had a dick, and I was fucking myself. 
<laughs> it doesn't get much more non-binary. <gasps> oh, gee, and B. My second non-binary moment, I was 11 years old, and I was a mediocre girl ballerina. But the boys in our class were awful, right? And there were two of them. And they had, like, sickled feet, and they couldn't do a double turn. And we would, in the dances, when the, in, the, like, the recitals, they'd bring in these 26-year-old men to, like, lift 11-year-old girls. Like, that's not creepy. So I went to the teacher, and I said, teach me the boy parts. Because you say I'm too fat to be a ballerina anyway, so, like, let me wear the tights and the wife beater, and I'll do the boy parts, and I'll lift the girls. And she looked at me and said, no. <laughs> My non-binary dreams were thwarted. And you get to, like, be a greedy fuck and eat technology and have no idea of world geography, and you can't even read cursive. <laughs> I can read and write cursive. I'm a witch. No? Witchcraft? Anyone into witches? Where are my witches at? No? Tiger's eye? Tarot cards? No? Feminism? Yeah, feminism is just witchcraft rebranded. It's all those women demonized for years. They were hunted, burned. Why? You know, they just live far away from town, alone with their cats, baking, reading books. These are just smart women that didn't want roommates. <laughs> they just wanted a room of one's own. Virginia Woolf was a, a witch. I knew none of you 26-year-olds would have any idea who Virginia Woolf is or that in 1911 she wrote a treatise called A Room of One's Own talking about women's liberation through monetary means, just $100 a month in a room of one's own. Everyone's like, did you just make that up? No, I'm sorry, I'm not 26. I actually had to read when I was young. <laughs> but like, oh, witchcraft. <laughs> Well, A Room of One's Own was a book by Virginia Woolf, and that was a very funny and well-crafted feminist joke. So yeah. you're welcome, 26-year-olds. You're going to be okay. No, I, um, I, was, I, uh, I was, my life has been going really well, you guys. Uh, I just got back from Greece. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you. And I have my festival coming up, which is going to be incredible. Yeah. So uh, that, all I have to do is not die and <laughs> just stay alive. So I've been doing special precautions like um, looking both ways before crossing the street. Um, I'm not smoking pot anymore in the morning before my shower. Avoid those nasty slip and falls. You don't, you don't smoke that much pot. Are you not afraid when you get in there and it's like, I can't close my eyes because <laughs> if I turn around, I might die. Not from like a, like I maybe, but mostly that I'm going to fall down and hit my head. My cats are going to eat my face. Uh, I wore this, another special precaution. When I was in Greece, my friend, he was driving me around on a motorcycle and I was on the back and I actually wore my motorcycle helmet for safety. In Greece, no one wears motorcycle helmets. They just ride around. They just don't, they don't care. Uh, I've eliminated stone fruits from my house for choking hazards so no more peaches no more plums no more cherries uh, stone fruits bad news and no more tiny pretzels and no more 26 year olds <laughs> right can you imagine i die choking on jizz <laughs> suffocate <laughs> jesus learned to swallow benjamin now at my funeral 
like Lauren stands up and says, oh, Pam, at least she died doing what she loved. 26 year old. As an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow, uh, but I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Okay, yay. Sorry, sorry if I took up too much time with my weird non-binary stuff today. Uh, it's my new joke stuff and the, you don't know where all main is on a map, it's fine. Okay, so the boys, they showed up and they're here. So um, we're gonna start with our first comedian and we're gonna take notes because he wants comments and stuff. Uh, put your hands together everybody for Charlie Moore, yay! Pam with new jokes. Pam was writing in Greece. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's get started. Uh, I used to vape. I was addicted to nicotine. Quit that shit. It's cool. Um, there were a lot of times where I knew I had a problem. I think time number one is when I was reading an article about how nicotine can cause erectile dysfunction. Got really scared. Saw an advertisement for $20 a month erectile dysfunction medicine and was like, eh, 20 bucks. That's not that bad. I was like, fuck that. And nobody ever takes vaping addiction seriously. You're like, I'm an alcoholic. Traumatic childhood. I'm a heroin addict. What's going wrong in life? I'm addicted to vaping. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Not good. And they'll read articles and they'll say things like, nicotine is as addictive as cocaine. And as somebody who tried nicotine and quit it when it became a problem, makes me think I could do the same with cocaine. <laughs> I want to try it. Um, what else do I want to do? Let's move on. Uh, I was at McDonald's. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and I heard this guy on the phone, and all I heard was, $200, take it or leave it. We can do it in my car, doggy. And I'm like, that's sus. So 30 minutes go by, and this woman pulls up into McDonald's. She's got like a short mini skirt on, and she's like, are we going to do this or what? And I'm like, shit, I got to see what's going on. So I follow him out to the car. And all I see is a car with a dog breeder's logo on it. She had her golden retriever, he had his. And I gotta work out how to word that joke better. Uh, people tell me the South is a racist place. I found that not to be the case, actually. In fact, I was walking down the street and I see this police officer. And naturally, I strike up a conversation. And he tells me, you know, son, where you belong is jail because they'll love you there. That's so cool. Honestly, no, like, I, I don't know. The South keeps it honest. Like, in the South, you walk into a barber shop, they'll be like, hey, we don't serve you, get out. In the North, they'll be like, oh, sit down, you have a seat, Black Lives Matter, and then they'll commit a hate crime right on your head. Bad. Um, when people streak, I'm a big fan of streakers, I've talked about that before. Um, I just respect streakers for their confidence. Like, these are people who have the confidence to be naked in front of 60,000 people. When I'm naked in front of more than two girls, I get really nervous. Never mind. Uh, I think the saddest thing, I played Division Three basketball, and I think the saddest thing is seeing a seven-footer play Division Three basketball, which is the lowest level. I think it's sad. Like, I don't know, seeing a seven-footer play the lowest level of basketball is like seeing a buff guy fail to open a jar of mayo. It's just like, you have all the gifts. Horrible joke. Moving on. Um, there's usually like a reason though why like a buff guy is playing Division Three. Like bad grades or like a missing foot, something like that. <laughs> there's a good reason. Um, 
always bothers me when white people want to say the N-word. It's annoying. They're like, why can't we say it? It's just a word. White people. There's a lot of things you guys can say that black people can't. For instance, this house has been in my family for four generations. <laughs> there we go. One kicker. All right. Thank you guys so much. Yay. Charlie Moore, everyone. Hooray. Are you staying up there for comments, no? Yeah? Cool, cool. Um, there's, a, the, there's also the, the microphone on stage. We can figure out which one that one is. Like you could sit next to each other or something. Did you do the new vaping joke? I didn't, um, I was a little distracted, but I heard it the other day on the happy hour oh, about yeah. the flavor of it used to be like bubble gum and stuff, and now it's the regular flavor, and so you want to smoke regular cigarettes? I skipped that one today, oh. but I think it has potential. Yeah, because I heard that one on the air, and I was laughing. I thought that was so funny. Really? But that was from last I literally Friday. skipped it today. I was about That's to funny, because I wasn't, because um, then I heard you talking about vaping. Yeah. Um, the only thing I think, um, if you could like describe the bad haircut, because your haircut's kind of like nice or whatever, or uh, if there's, if you can describe it or point to someone in the audience and make fun of them, yeah, and be like, is that your like, yeah, that'd be right? Fun. Like, yeah. there's something I think you can do with that joke. Thanks. Yeah. Test, 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 test. Cool, cool. Um, I think you can ask people who vapes, uh, kind of yeah. get the crowd like to want to get into it. Plus, mm -hmm. it gives you like a chance to do some crowd work. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah, I think uh, your cocaine joke, I like um, flipping it on his head. I think a good word would be inspired, like that inspired you to do cocaine. Yeah. Um, I think this is a thing that I just say because like I'm an old man now, but uh, I like the word woman instead of the word girl. I'm 21, so. I yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, though. You're yeah, because, right. yeah, naked in front of more than two women. Oh. Yeah. But I, I like that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. I didn't even think of it that way, but yeah. Yeah. I say boy all the time, but I, I mean, like, people under 30. Yeah. I don't know. What's the cutoff age? Yeah. 18, isn't it? 17? Yeah. <laughs> you should know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a note. Or um, my my, I I love what you did with the um, have hate crime on his head. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. But I wanted to add, act out on the cocaine. If you tried it and um, explore more, do like how you tried it. If you had tried it, mm -hmm. and then maybe what would happen if you did, yeah. as an act out. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're good. No, you're fine. Uh, great closer, by the way. Um, the there were two jokes that the uh, mayo jar joke. I think if you if you brought the punchline on yourself on that one, like um, seven footers who are in D three is like um, I don't know. You can. Oh. That's what I was thinking, but it was, that's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. No, that was 100 percent what I was thinking. Um, and then. Because cause if there's no buff guy in the audience, it's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. But if you're making fun of yourself, it'll hit harder. Yeah. Um, and then the police joke, uh, because the the fact that they want you in jail because you'll, you're good meat um, for that, I think if you 
play the straight line a little more serious because it gets real silly of like they think you're cute in there. So just play the cop as like a real serious. Like I got pulled over, yeah. talked to me, and he's like, "Hey, you would be great in jail because you're a bottom or something." Like, yeah, okay. uh, that's solid. And then the intro. I'm just this is for clarification, just so I understood. Uh-huh. Are you saying that? Uh, so you have nicotine, you have ED, and spending money. And no, it was like I was like I'd rather get ED with nicotine. Okay. Yeah. And and then the tag was twenty dollars. Is not that bad. Yeah, just pay for the medicine. For the ED. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you take ED at the yeah. end of it. Like, yeah, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'd rather take it than quit taking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, um, separating. There were a lot of things that are, could be bad that you don't worry about. So clarifying which one you really like and which one is really bad. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Charlie Morier. La, 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 showing us how the joke workshop works. Uh, exciting. All right, hey, your next comedian was just giving really great comments. Put your hands together for Chris Beasley. Yay! Yo, yo, yo. I like the intro music. Um, so let's see. We're going to work through some shit. Um, I have a real uncomfortable relationship with the city. Uh, I'm not originally from here, so pretty conservative in a few ways. Um, and But then at the same time, like, I'm liberal. At, so it's like back and forward. Like, I was sitting at home with my wife, and she was like, I'm just a homebody. And the liberal in me was like, oh, yeah, you just asserted hella privilege in San Francisco because there's so many homeless people. And it's like, babe, <laughs> you can't just go around throwing your privilege like that. Yeah, you're a homebody, okay? There's a lot of people that aren't. And... It just felt like she loves everything about the home. Like she watches HGTV and she'll be sitting there watching Joanna Gaines like, oh, I want her life. And I'm like, there's a dude outside the window watching you thinking the same thing. You know, it's just it's uncomfortable. Um, I, and then I'm I'm glad we're moving past the war on drugs. But I feel like we need to go next to the, the war on these women pushing candles and succulents. Uh, they, they, they are killing my bank account. Um, I think we have like 30 candles in the house and she wants more. And there's always some woman with a little bodega on the corner pushing more. And I think we need to shut that shit down. It'd be nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. So it's, it's, it's like I'm aware of our privilege, but at the same time, I get uncomfortable when other people have it. Like as a black dude, I don't know, I feel like my issue with the trans community is that they're picking up a baton and running with it further than I ever expected it to go. Like, I feel like Sir Isaac Newton versus Einstein. You know, it's like, I was testing something that you could see. Like, I just dropped this shit, all right? It's real, it's reality. The dude over there talking about theories and shit, it's not, it's not as tangible. I feel like the, the LGBT community, the shit they're doing, it's like, I don't, I, I, I can't see it. You know what I mean? And so I don't know how Newton felt. When everybody was like, Newton, bro, you old, bro. We passed you. That shit, tired. I'm sorry. We're on fucking relativity and gravity, dark matter and fucking shit that just, I don't believe in. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's confusing. It's trippy. And then I think the trans community has this weird relationship with labels, but I have a weird relationship with labels. Like, I always told people, you know, I'm not a criminal, right? Don't label me. And then the trans community feels like they speak the same thing, but reversed it like, I am a man, label it that way. 
Like that confuses me. Trying to figure it out, man, because I agree, but then I disagree all the time. I don't know. I feel like um, my privileges as a black man always hurt me as well. Like I have a dad at home. And if I didn't, I feel like life would be a little smoother because I don't know if I was in Applebee's arguing with my wife, she wouldn't be able to be like, you're just like your father. Like she'd be like, this is a unique interaction we're having. You know, that would be, that'd be cool. Um, let's see what else is there. Let me check the notes. It's just, I don't know. Privilege is, is cool, but it's bad at the same time. Um, let's tried that tried that a lot of white women let's skip that one um yeah and then you know i do feel like as a as a black comic we have to have something about the n-word um you know i i wish it how do i say this i wish that it wasn't appropriation for white people to say it just like it's not appropriation for me to use someone else's pronoun. Like, I'm supposed to use your pronouns if you tell me what to do, right? But if I tell a white person, hey, call me nigga, like, everybody's like, nah, bro, nah. That's not okay. All right, thank you. That's my time. Yeah, Chris Beasley uh, is very, very edgy tonight. Oh. Clubs. The clubs want it. That's all I get. They all want everything edgy. Uh, um, you uh, Devontae looks like you already have comments going. Turn this back on one second. But I'm Devontae. I don't know if you know me. What's up with you? What's up? What's up? I uh, I was thinking like, could homeless people also be homebodies? Cause they at home. On the street. I yeah. Feel that. Yeah. But I do like the I do like the idea of them watching. Like, yeah, I wish I could have your life too. I thought that was good. Um, also thought about like the candles. Um. You talked about all the candles you have. Cause you like your privilege that you can buy candles, but like you don't have lighters. That's like where mm. you're not privileged. Like that. Um, I think the uh, labels. Um, I think if you talk about how you agree with trans labels before you go into them, okay, it could help like set it up more. But but but. And then uh, I'm not sure if you did this, but did you say having a father is a privilege that that you do have? Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, I just wanted to. I, I I don't think I think I was writing when you said it, but yeah that. I like that part. Appreciate that's you. All. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You you felt everyone pull back on the trans stuff. <laughs> well, and I don't know where I'm going. I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to say it. Sure, sure, at sure. All. So far. Um, what up, dog? What up, um, let's see. The Oh, I think the homebody idea is funny. I don't think I've heard anyone say that before. Just like... You know, I'm a homebody. There's something there. I obviously you still got to work it out, but there's something there. Um, so you're talking about the war on drugs for that. Just other areas you can explore with that. When you talk about the little shop there, like obviously there's like stopping frizz. Mm. Uh, there's like if you just are caught with like you know a little bit of succulent on you, you could be like, oh, there's just a little bit of succulent, you know. <laughs> but you still gotta take her to this. I am propagated it. Yeah, 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 yeah something there, right? Propagate. And just like how ridiculous you can like bust down on people for it. You yeah. can make that like really exaggerated. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the reverse labels, please. I, I agree with Devontra. If you set it up, that could be something there. But I think that is, um, there's probably something there. And then uh, I did also enjoy when you said like, you know, privilege to have a father, but I think my life would be smoother without him. And that, that's something yes. there, so. Bad, bad. Thank you, thank you. And dark matter is clearly talking about a butthole. 
<laughs> I see the connection. I like that. <laughs> That's funny. Also, just as an idea, I don't. I assume you'll probably keep it the way it is. But if you ever change it so it's not about your wife, then you could maybe change it and say like someone was like get a job, and then they were like a stay-at-home mom or something. I assume you wouldn't want to say that about your mm -hmm. wife though. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. Chris Beasley. Yay, and then yay. All right, your next comedian. Oh, we're not taking, not doing comments, just uh, doing jokes. Oh, no, we won't have time. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Steven Asifo. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm investing in my neighborhood right now. And I like my neighborhood a lot because everyone shares that same like level of sentiment. Like we're all kind of looking out for each other. And the other day there was like a shooting in our neighborhood and everyone came out and my neighbor across the street, he's like super into this shit. Old white dude. He was like a hell's angel. He's been on the block for like 40 years. He came out to me. We we're talking about it. He's like, look, when I find out who did this, Steven, I'm gonna make a citizen's arrest. And I had to make a question. I was like, so how are you doing that? Like, are you going to set a trap? Like, what, what, what are we going to do here? So I said, hey, you know, let me know how that goes. And he's like, no, 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 Steven. We got to work on this together. He lives right across from me. He got eyes. I got eyes. He's like, we got to do this together, Steven, because if we don't take control of our neighborhood, then who will? Uh, and it sounded like, like I, I know it was like he turned into Clint Eastwood, but I was like, I'm going to stand my ground from inside my house, man, where I got... Um, but, but anyway, he's like, no, 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 come, come with me in my garage. I'm gonna show you something. So we go inside his garage and he goes into like this bag and he pulls out, you know, something that's in a tube. Right. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. And he's like, this, he's like, can you, can you put this like on your hands and then put this on like the back of my elbows? And it was being gay. So I don't know what he was training for, but obviously we had to first stretch, get loose. Uh, and so after that, he was like, all right, look, first we're gonna get in the car. We're gonna drive around the block for a bit. Get in the car, I drive him, this older dude, like 70 years old, car smells like mothballs. We're just driving around the neighborhood for a bit. Then he like he park, he perks up for a minute and he's like, yo, yo, stop right here, keep the car running. I'm gonna go inside there. I was like, yo, what do you see, OG? He's like, I just gotta go get my prescription real fast. And um, then I was like, you know, we're just running errands. I didn't become a police officer at all. I became a grandson. So, um, yeah, we're, we're not going to catch this criminal at all. And if we did, I don't think we're prepared at all. We're just going to be very lubricated and just, you know, very regular there. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So they uh, did, like, student loan forgiveness, all that shit, right? Uh, my thing is I, I feel the same way about student loans as I do about guns. You know, like, I, I feel like it's a very American piece of it. Like, that's how people get ahead, you know, with, you know, guns. That's how we took land from people and also just with loans in general the the part that people are forgetting that's really like fucking people over is like the interest piece right like guns don't kill people but bullets do you know if i held a gun in front of your face you're gonna be intimidated be like yo what do i do but it's the bullet that'll kill you you know like the, the the bullet is the difference between alec baldwin being an actor and a murderer you know it just just like you know the interest on a loan is the difference between me being broke and a millionaire so we gotta figure out how to, you know, just ban the bullet, ban interest, and just let people work work from where they are. Did I get the horn yet? No? Okay, that was, whew, all right, that was appropriate. Um, I think that's the, all right, that's all I think I had to say today. All right, thank you guys very much. 
Stephen Asifo. That was fantastic. Yay, Stephen Asifo. All right. Thank you for giving your time back in the room. That's so sweet of you. Your next comedian, she's so wonderful. You guys can see her hosting this Wednesday, the September 7th at the Punchline. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Welcome back, Pam. Yay! We're glad you're back. Okay, I have some new things. Uh, no, this is the shopping. Oh, no. This <laughs> That's new. Um, here's a question. Why are there so many ways to die, but there's only one way to be born? Right? When you think about it, you're born, you're born out of your mom, right? You can be vaginally or cesarean, but you still, it's bo you're born out of your mom. You're, here's your kid. You're born. Ah, mom. All right, that needs a better act out. Um, oh, but there are so many different ways to die. And you can die with someone. You can die by yourself. You can die in a busload of people. It's, it's all, it, you know, and you can die by different um, techniques or ways. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the word. <laughs> I had one of Pam's edibles, so I'm a little um, <laughs> silly. Um, but there's only, anyway, so there's many ways to die, but there's only one way to be born. But there's many ways to be reborn. Because you can be reborn by just like having a peak experience. You can see a beautiful sunset, or hear a baby laughing, or have a good bowel movement. These are all being reborn. That's really cool. All right, there's something in that. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. How do you measure wind? It blows my mind. Ha! Ba dum bum. All right, but it does. It blows my mind. They um. How do you measure baseballs like being thrown? I don't get how they measure that. It's. I mean, you can say, oh, he threw that 90 miles an hour or whatever, 120 miles an hour. But how do you figure that out? That's Always intriguing. Okay. A long time is relative, isn't it? To say a long time is, wait, it's something different to different people. What does a long time mean to you? Six hours. Okay. All right. What does a long time mean to you, Stephen? A year. Okay. See, big difference. All right. That's... Mm. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know, there was one question. What's the smallest amount of time that can be considered a long time? Huh? Five minutes. That's not a long time. Five minutes. It's relative, right? All right, that's something to think about. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Um, Lady, there was a lady by the cab today, tonight. She was getting a cab and she was having trouble. The sidewalk was all uneven and she was like 800 years old and she had a little cane and I was like helping her and I got her to the cab thing and she got into the cab and she kind of was shutting the door and she looked up at me and said, don't get old. And I looked down at her and I saw her one black eyebrow coming out from between her eyes and I did her the honor 
the integrity that devoted is devoted to us an old senior and I did not mention it. Thank you. Okay, I thought that would get a beer laugh. Um, one last thing is, hey universe, God, or whatever you call yourself, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done. It's pretty cool. I mean, some stuff sucks, like people talking shit about each other and killing each other, but that's okay. I mean, other things are really cool. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but that has potential too. All right, thanks very much. <laughs> Up your hands together for Lauren Crouch. She chooses to see the beauty in this world. Have you ever seen such splendor? All right, thank you, Lauren. Yay! All right, uh, your next comedian is the last comedian we'll be giving comments to. So get your pen and your paper out and uh, pay attention to be awesome. It's Radit Sharma. Yay! What's up, Mutiny Radio? I heard there are edibles here, but nobody else really got any, I guess. That's cool. Um, yeah, so uh, my parents are from India, if you couldn't tell. But, like, I was actually born in America, which makes me a first-generation Indian-American. And I don't like calling myself that because I think it sounds like somebody bragging about a Pokemon card. Like, like, yeah, I'm a first-generation, holographic, mint condition, except for the crease, the slight crease, Indian-American. One of the original 150 Indian guys born in the U.S. We're uh, kind of the best. Uh, my main attack is marrying a white woman to spite my mom. That attack only works against my mom because I'm a shitty Pokemon. Uh, I was walking by this uh, CrossFit gym the other day in Soma, and I could like see them flipping car tires around over and over. And like, I had always known that that's what CrossFitters did. You know, they flip around car tires, and I was like, that's a really intense workout that they do. But this time, I realized like, oh, they might just not understand how to drive. Like, if that's what the CrossFitters are trying to do, someone should let them know you need the rest of the car for that. All right, that's a bad one. We'll throw that, we'll throw that one out. Uh, but, yeah, like, my parents are they are from India. They're on the more conservative, religious side. But, like, they like to joke around a lot, you know? And I've been trying to, like, get them to be a little more socially, like, sensitive about the things they joke about. You know, a little slightly more PC. Like, I was telling them, like, you can't, just do any accent anymore, it's not cool. But like my parents keep on having an Indian accent, you know, so I'm clearly just not getting through to them there. Um, what else we got? Uh, anybody here ready for the, for the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, I think it's coming. And I agree with like, uh, you know, they say that speed is gonna be the most important thing. So I've, I've like honestly started working on my cardio because when the zombie apocalypse does hit, I plan on being a fast zombie. But there's, yeah, there's not gonna be a lot of uh, brains left, um, as we all know, in the year 2022. Uh, speaking of zombie stuff, anybody into horror movies at all? Yeah? Yeah, I think horror movies are cool, but I've like started realizing I prefer Bollywood horror movies because they like they give me more hope. Because in Bollywood horror movies, like, yes, the brown guy is still 
the first one to die, but the brown guy is also the one that survives at the end. So I think uh, a little, little more positive from me. Thank you. Uh, what else we got? Um, so like I, I was raised in a Hindu household, but I was sent to a Christian school my whole life. So I got to see like the differences between the two religions. And one major difference that I see is that like Jesus was crucified, but none of the Hindu gods were. And I think if you think about it, that makes sense because like a lot of Hindu gods have multiple arms. And if you were to crucify a person with like multiple arms, by the time you get to the eighth arm, you're going to have to start making some kind of small talk or else you're going to have yourself an awkward crucifixion and nobody wants that. All right. Um, I'm going to do just one, one dumb one liner, um, that I came up with. Uh, I don't really understand the baby formula shortage because like I thought we only had one formula for creating babies. All right, that's all I have. Thank you. Rody, Charma, everyone. If you got comments, the microphone's up there. Great stuff. Um, I uh, I like the Pokemon joke. I thought that was really funny, and. Uh, I thought the word like super effective against your mom could be used just because like that's a, that's a Pokemon term. Yeah. And the other thing about that one is were you going for like a kind of like a dick joke there with the crease? Like it's got like a little crease in it. No. Oh, OK. All right. Never. OK. Well, if you were, you could use like curve. I don't know. It's got it's like a little curve. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you yeah. do with that what you will. <laughs> um, that's my feedback. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand the Pokemon references because just because I don't know anything about Pokemon, and I was like, "Is there a way to make it? Can you put in like punchlines that I don't? I don't know if it's. I mean, it's just me. I don't. I don't know Pokemon. And then I was wondering, is CrossFit still relevant? I mean, I get, uh, Is it not? I mean. Oh, okay, if they're still if they're still around, I didn't know if they still existed. <laughs> I um I like your first joke about being the first generation uh Indian American. Um you can play around with that. You can be a American Indian cuz they don't exist. Um I think your CrossFit joke, I think you can mention that CrossFitters can't drive first. Like, you hate CrossFitters because they can't drive and then leave. Like, that's not how the tire works for the end. And then um, I really like the idea of, like, you training to be a fast zombie. It's like, I may not survive, but I'm going to be a fast zombie. I, I like that. Well, one. And there's a callback to cardio there with the fast zombie, with the CrossFit, the cardio CrossFit. So you have a callback. There. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Apo with the, um, apocalypse cardio. With the being a, I'm sorry. I'm uh, cut you off, Pam. With the uh, being, you know, a first generation immigrant, like talk about how CrossFit is the reason why, you know, you're trying to become more, you know, American, and then loop it in with the uh, being quick for zombies. Like you can always be like this. Um, you can loop back to CrossFit about like how you're. That's why you're first generation um, immigrant, and that's why your parents don't like you or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. 
find absurd ways that you know like you 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 would think that are american but i love the set by the way thank you yeah, I think I'll say everything uh, that's already been said. Uh, Indian American joke, I think, with compared to Pokemon cards, is really funny. Uh, I think you could. I think with that, you might want to trim a little bit of the setup. You don't need a, you don't need too much of the setup because I think for a lot of people, we kind of already know what a first generation immigrant is. So just get straight to it and then jump to the comparison, and then that gives you more time to then fill it with tags or do other things with it. Um, other thing you can probably say is like, unlike Pokemon cards, you could be like, uh, my value doesn't increase over time. Uh... <laughs> That's a good punchline. Uh, unlike unlike Pokemon cards, no one is seeking after me. This is getting really sad now, but you get my point, basically. Yeah, keep going with it. Thank you. Yeah. Clap your hands together for Odit, everyone. Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, so now we're just, everyone just has four-minute sets, and at three minutes, you'll hear the horn and keep hanging out and being responsive to each other and, like, clapping and being awesome. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Brady Pearson. Yay! Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm really thrilled to be here. It's good. Hey, Pam. Welcome home. So, how y'all feeling on Monday? How y'all doing? I mean, I know I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm kind of concerned about, you know, the state of our nation right now feeling a lot of things going on and you know this whole reversal of Roe v. Wade and what can we do to help right what can we as men do to help women get through this and I want you to know gentlemen in the room that I'm here to help you carry that load if you ever feel the need I will support you and I will take that on and I'm sure there are a lot of other faggots that are doing that too they're like not only can we help you, but you can help us check off a box. Let's see what else is going on in my mind. Oh, I'm really excited when people, young people are like, oh my God, I just turned 30. I just turned 30. I'm about to be 52 in a week. I think on Thursday, Pam, I'll be 52. Yeah, thank you. I look amazing. I mean, I am so old. I'm so old that my first dating apps were mortar and pestle. I am so old, and um, I survived Roe v. Wade. Too soon, too soon. I am so old that it begs the existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Any other cocksuckers, you? No? Not even a, it's like, mm-mm. Really? Is this your is this your partner? <laughs> I mean like oh my god, I'm sure he's glad to hear that. Like not even for that. Not even for two million dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, if I could do that, I would be retired 10,000 times over. <laughs> I would be a rich man. Oh, my God. I think, like, okay, let, you know, because I've sucked a lot of cocks. So I keep thinking the average cock is what? You're what, six inches? <laughs> I'm being generous, right? <laughs> Welcome to comedy. 
Welcome to comedy, you know. It, it, and so it's like, so one up, one down, that's a foot, right? So there's 4,500 odd feet in a mile, right? Keep going with me. And I kept going, I kept imagining, I said, I got to 108,000 odd feet, which is 26 miles, as Pam well knows, which is a marathon. And that explains my last weekend. <laughs> I feel really close to you tonight. And I want to share a private fantasy of the boys' camp that never was but could have been in Lake Pritinny, Wisconsin. It was a beautiful camp. The boys would play with balls all day long, slide into home over and over again. And fresh from a day of sun and fun, we would go to the mess hall of Camp Pritinny and sing the theme song. It goes a little something like this. <coughs> oh... I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady Pearson. Thank you, Pam. Keep your hands clapping for Brady Pearson. Do, 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 do. All right, moving along on the joke workshop. Your next comedian, super funny guy. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Dan Guan. Yay! I love how we're setting up a price for how much it would take to suck cock. Like, I'm willing to suck cock for $3 million. I want to retire early by sucking cock. It's called suck cock retire early. That's a screw. All right, I'll we'll work on that pro, uh, on the acronym later. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dan, uh, and I am Chinese. Uh, you can tell that I'm Chinese by the way that uh, white people pause when they say my last name, because uh, a lot of times they try too hard to be too woke. Like one time, my white friend's woke wife tried to pronounce my name, and all she said was, "It's Dan Juan." And I'm like, bitch, where's the accent from? Like, I don't think it works that way, <laughs> Catherine. Okay, that's a new rewrite of that, of that joke. Um, I actually personally prefer it when uh, Latino women try to pronounce my name. Because uh, uh, Latino women can sometimes pronounce my name as Don Juan. <laughs> which, if you guys don't know, is the Spanish seducer. Yeah, one time I was in Mexico, I ended up, I tried to call a restaurant for a reservation and they got too excited. But then when they showed, when I showed up, all they saw was a Chinese bootleg version of Don Juan. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, speaking of Mexico, I was just been just in Mexico two weeks ago. Y'all been to Mexico before? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I fucking love Mexico. Mexico's dope. One of the dope reasons why I love Mexico is that the Mexicans thought I was Mexican. And it's so disappointing to tell them that I'm not, because a lot of times they kept trying to come up to me and trying to uh, speak Spanish. And one time I got so annoyed that I had to tell them, Uber driver, I was like, hey, bro, I'm Asian. To which he replied, claro, it's the chino, 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 chino. All right, so that didn't, okay, that didn't work out. You guys knows you always know Spanish, basically. Um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, you guys know that I'm actually originally from Boston, yeah? All right, cool, I'll take that. 
Uh, and I've, uh, I've been trying to adjust living in California. Like I've been trying to do very authentic California things. And I think today officially makes me a real California person. Like I experienced real California tacos, real California beaches, uh, and real California car break-ins. That's right. Yep. That's the real California experience guys. That's right. I got my luggage stolen in LA last week. Um, yeah. Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to awe about that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, I think the weird, I think the worst part about the car breaking situation is that isn't it so weird that we just kind of take it for granted that that's just gonna happen, you know? Like that, that's just an expectation of living in the Bay Area. I think the worst thing is actually when cops actually don't care about your case. I know, and I know this because one time when my when, when my luggage got stolen, I went to the police station, and this is what they exactly replied with. They were like, "Oh yeah, built the police report." Have a nice day. Like, how do you have have a nice day at the, at the end of that, right? Like, where's the buck stop afterwards? You could just be like, oh, my God, my wife got murdered. Huh. Have a nice night, sir. Like, that, that doesn't really work out that way. Um, let's see. I, and I think the worst part of it was that, like, uh, my rental car that got broken into, like, the car, my car battery kept, uh, kept uh, stopping. Actually, no, fuck it. I'll, I'll throw out that joke for another time. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, let's see. One last thing I'll say is that uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm actually uh, training for my third marathon later this year. Oh, thank you. You don't, you don't have to woo, woo that woo for that uh, because a lot of people like to woo for that, and I understand, mostly because I already know that I'm better than you. Anyway, uh, I, uh, yeah, but I've been trying to get, get better in, in a running, and I've been trying to motivate myself with running facts. Like, did you guys know that apparently running one mile can sometimes feel like having sex? Do you guys know this? Running one mile can almost feel like having sex, which is why then, therefore, walking one mile must then, therefore, feel uh, like disappointing your girlfriend in bed. So that's, that's something I'll work on. It. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Don Juan, everyone. Dan Guan, yay! That's Dan Guan. Uh, all right, your next comedian uh, is was so helpful, and he was running OMG the entire month, and uh, he's wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna! Yay! Hey, how are we doing, everybody? It's nice to be here at Muni Radio. Hello, my name is Jared Senna. I'm from San Diego. Is anyone else out there from that neck of the woods? No, just me? All right. Uh, in case you guys don't know what it's like, it's hot as balls down there. I'm actually white. I've just been barbecued Filipino. Um, yeah, uh, I like the weather a lot better here. Uh, it's, I think uh, the Bay Area has the best weather in all of California. You still get like all the, because like Southern California is dry. You get the benefits of having a California sun, except... Like, you get the benefits of having California weather, but you get the added benefit of having a slight breeze. So I can finally wear pants during wildfire season. Pretty cool. Um, all right, that's the only new joke I got. Fuck! All right, whatever, I can save this. Um, uh, moving to San Francisco has been cool, dealing with the homeless here. Um, they are very erratic and unpredictable, but I honestly think they're misunderstood. They're very nice, but they they're very nice, like like and they will they will never like talk down on you ever or uh they won't talk down on you ever and they're pretty much harmless. Like the only thing about them is you just gotta remind them that public transportation isn't the place to be jerking off. 
Um, uh, okay, but I, I, the Bay Area has a special place in my heart, mostly because this is the place where uh, I lost my virginity. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I was 23 when I lost it, which is the age that I am right now. Thank you, lady. Uh, lost it to her. Uh. <laughs> Thank you for being supportive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it when my ex-flames come to see me do stand-up. You know? uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't lose it late because I was scared of getting an STD or because I was scared of talking to women. No, I pulled bitches, all right? Um, I lost it late because... I was scared of showing my disgusting, out-of-shape body naked to someone. Like, no one needs to know how big my nipples are, you know? Uh, luckily, the woman I did it with, she didn't care very much about what it looked like. She just sat me down. She was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the $100 you promised to Venmo me. Okay, all right. Um... Yeah, uh, I work at the I work at a comedy club, guys. Thank you. Didn't say that for applause. Just trying to set up a joke. Uh, not as the performer, but as the dishwasher, because that's where my career is going. Uh, I clean up after the successful people in my field are performing. Uh. It's uh, cool. I like having a comedian perform while I work. Uh, as uh, It's really helpful to me, especially when I'm cooking, because it helps me know, it helps me be more aware of the room. Uh, like one time I was cooking, and the comedian mentioned the place smells like it's on fire. And like he was right, the place was on fire. I totally forgot. I left shit in the oven like 50 minutes ago. All right. All right, looks like that's all the time I got. Sorry for saying old stuff, but I'll come up with new stuff soon. Uh, give it up for Pam. Thank you for hearing my jokes for like the hundred times. Keep clapping your hands together for Jared Senna, yay. He didn't burn down the punchline this time. All right, that was a weird voice. I ate some of my edibles too, and I'm like, who am I? Where? What is this place I'm at? Uh, your next comedian so excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Devontre Coleman. Yay! What's up? How y'all doing? I believe Jerry gets bitches by the force that he said it with. It's very believable. I, um, I've been debating going to prison lately. I think the media's been lying to us about prison. I think it may be way cooler than they want us to believe. I think so, because one of the homies got out of prison earlier this year. He keep posting pictures on Instagram, him and his cellmates, with the caption, take me back. I think it may be cool in there. Plus, like, everybody who goes to prison comes out better. The homie went to prison useless. Now he know how to braid hair and do taxes. <laughs> I think it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go because I need to make some changes in my life. Like, uh, I realized I'm way too approachable. The other day, someone tried to introduce themselves to me in the bathroom. 
You ever been in a public bathroom and thought, yeah, this is a good place to make a new friend? <laughs> I uh, also think I should go to prison because I think it'll help me get in better shape. It's time for me to lose weight. Not for health reasons, uh, for vanity. I like dating bigger women. And when you're small and you date a big woman, it's like you're adventurous. She's accomplishing something. Now it's just two big people on the date. It looked like we both settled. I do like dating big women. Another reason I like dating bigger women is because they can't fit my hoodies. And I'm selfish. I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty body negative. I um I've been gaining weight, so I'm self conscious about it. Somebody negative. I uh I like talking to fat people. Like I like talking to fat dudes about what size chain they're wearing. Cause it'd be the same size as mine, but it'd be tighter on their neck. And it's the little wins that count. I yeah, uh, I'm gaining weight because I don't exercise. And like Part of me thinks I'm lazy because like even sometimes I dream about taking naps, which is pretty fucking lazy. But I also think it's just because I'm getting old and the older I get, the way less athletic I get. Like when's the last time you climbed the fence? You never climbed the fence? I was going to say something crazy, but I'm not going to do it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I um <clears throat> so <clears throat> when you climb a fence before like 2012 you could climb a fence and they were sturdy you can get both hands both feet on ah, hop right over I would not recommend that in 2022 fence technology has changed them shits is loose as hell now I got a whole little act out I've done it already um, I'm gonna leave y'all with this one. I'm getting old and way less athletic. It's so bad. I don't even have aspirational dreams anymore. I don't remember the last time I ran or jumped in a dream. I said dreams twice. I fucked it up. But yeah, it's so bad. Like all of my dreams, I'm sitting down like I'm Professor X. Which is bad because I never read any comic books. I don't know anything about Professor X. I don't know what his superpower is, but I know walking is not on that list. <laughs> I've been Devontre Coleman. Thank you. Um, yay, yay, Devontre. That was lovely. All right. Uh, hey, we're just we're just jamming right through the list. Clap your hands together for Jason King. Yay! That's groovy music. All right, everybody. Hey, give it up for Pam. She's back, everybody. That's fucking sick. How was your time? How was it? It was amazing. I'm glad you had an amazing time. All right, give it up for Pam one more time. She made sure the mic stayed running. That's awesome. I um, Let me see. I'm just going to record this real quick. I, um, I listened to a song uh, recently, and uh, one of the lyrics in the song was... Uh, uh, dick so good, I take it from her, she might slit her wrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, <laughs> this, <laughs> what? Did I, the, what did the series just say? 
<laughs> it was like slit wrist. Try it again. <laughs> your Siri is not your fan, my guy. Um, <laughs> but 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 there's this lyric from Gucci Mane where he says, uh, "Dick so good, I take it from her. She might slit her wrist." And I'm like, "Yo, this he needs to take what he says more seriously, you know." And and the reason I know that Gucci Mane doesn't take what he says seriously is because the next line in the song is, "Bling blow blur." <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't say that after something serious. It's like, hey, honey, her, her son died. Bling blow blur. You, know? <laughs> you ever hear that? I um. I think it's hilarious to me that there's an entire song about kung fu. Yeah, like, uh, like, 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 like you never, you never hear, you, you know, the song I'm talking about, like, kung, you know, kung fu fighting. But like, you never hear someone else like write a song about an, like other obscure skills, you know? Like, you never hear like, bum, 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 niggas playing frisbee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning around, round, round, round. You know, you never, <laughs> you never, you don't hear that. Um, let's see, uh, what do I want to talk about? I, uh, I don't know if you guys know Dan Aguinaga, but Dan, he, he had as a baby, and uh, I, I bought him a gift. His name is not important, but I bought him a gift that basically um, calms babies down by playing the sound of a mother's womb. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just curious about how they got the sound. <laughs> All right, was there like a pregnant woman in the booth <laughs> with a microphone up her snatch? <laughs> All the producers in the studio are just listening and falling into fetal position. <laughs> okay, I got chuckles. Um, let's see. We don't like chuckles. We can do better than chuckles. Um, uh, <laughs> see what else I want to talk about. I, um... Oh, I talk about this a lot. I feel like um, homeless people behave differently in New York. Like, they behave, like, more standard, you know? Like, over here, they're kind of wild. And I, I think it's because, like, San Francisco is the kind of city where, like, anything goes, you know what I mean? Like, it would be kind of contradictory if, like, people were like, yeah, you can run around with your penis out, and then you saw a homeless person screaming, and you're like, no, 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 you're disturbing the peace, you know? <laughs> That's kind of, okay, cool, that's fine. Um, what else? And I'm sorry. I'm this is not professional me. Um I recently uh, uh met a woman who was like very obviously Indian. And uh oh, everybody got real quiet on that one. But <laughs> she's she's very obviously Indian and um she was like I she was like, I don't think you can guess my my race and I was like, You're Indian. Uh, and then she goes, Oh my god <laughs> Very, very good. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, where are you from? That people like have trouble guessing, like what what you are. And she's like, oh, I'm from Texas. And I was like, oh, I get it, <laughs> right? Like, like they like see her with the red dot on her head, and they're like, what kind of Mexican are you? <laughs> you know. All right, I thought that was smart. All right, cool. Was that the? I heard the little horn, right? Okay, let's see. All right, well. Uh, let's try something that's like not not thought through. Okay, I'll try this. I, I have a really tough time performing in front of black crowds. Like I don't know, I'll say that. This is just this is just me venting. I have a I have a tough time performing in front of black crowds. And then like my white fr my like my white friends will go and perform in front of white crowds and they're like, Yeah, it's fine, it's like an easy crowd, dude. And uh, I think it's because 
like I feel like they're more critical of me because of what they expect. Right? It's kind of like when you go to a black party and like everyone's doing like the electric slide or the Cupid shuffle and then the white dude's fucking up and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, you tried, you know?" But then but then me, they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> you know? All right, guys, my time. Peace out. Thank you very much. Jason King, everyone. Can't do the shuffle dance. I don't know which one it is. I'm sorry, I'm too white. Uh, hey, that was really funny. Your next comedian, everybody. Keep those hands clapping. It's Deshaun Par... Par- I can't read. <laughs> Yay! My eyesight is so bad. I'm sorry, I'm a terrible person. Yay! Hey, you're fine. No worries. Um... Hi everyone, my name is Deshaun Bujara. Um, so yeah, I was Googling myself recently, and um, so I actually realized I'm the only person in the world named Deshaun Pujara. That kind of makes it, you know, uh, honestly it's good for me, because like, that kind of tells me that my parents can't compare me to any other Deshaun Pujara and being like, oh, he's a little better than you, he's a doctor. I, he, they can't do that for me, because there's only one of me. But um, it's kind of funny, like, um, so there's this, uh, so my name is Zashan Bajara, but there are other people who are also Gujarati name. There's, uh, I know seven people who are named Rahul Patel. If you guys don't know, Rahul Patel is basically the John Smith of what, brown people. So that kind of tells you that, like, you know, there's a lot of common names for Indian people as well. But this specific name, like, anyone here, like, do you guys know someone named Rahul Patel? Any of you guys? You guys know someone named Rahul Patel? Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone will know someone named Rahul Patel. But one, there are literally hundreds of them, literally all around the world. And then, yeah, no, it's just kind of, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. But, um, uh, yeah, so, um... I was thinking about names, you know, in general, just like where do we, like who just thought of randomly, you know, just like, so this is how it's going to work. You're going to be born and then your parents are just going to huddle up in a room and come up with a name for you. And that's just what you have to keep for the rest of your life. You know, that's just your name for the rest of your life. There's no saying it, you know, and then some parents will want to get a little creative and start getting a little weird with the names, you know, like you recently, there was a kid named XAshA12. XAsh812, you know, like he's probably gonna, if you guys don't know who that is, he's probably gonna be the first kid on Mars. <laughs> I mean, that, if you don't know who that is, then you'll probably know who he is at some point. I mean, with a funky name like that, he's not gonna be on Earth, you know, nobody's gonna want him on Earth. He's gonna get bullied too much, he's gonna wanna leave for some reason or another. Yeah, but, um, so I went to India recently for my cousin's wedding, and so when you, it's weird, like, when you go to a wedding in India, you know, I thought, like, I'm not a part of the wedding party, it's my cousin's wedding, like, I, I don't really have, I'm not gonna have to do anything, but, you know, they, they start putting you in a situation where you have to do something, so I'm like, you know what, yeah, all right, like, they, they put, the, I'm, like, sitting on the couch, they're like, yeah, are you, are you getting up, not doing anything, get your ass up and go do something, and so my mom tells me to go into, get, grab a glass of water and go give it to my cousin, who's and married in less than an hour. So I tell her, you know, like, this 
Like I get, I go to her room and give her a glass of water and I just look at her and I look at her face and I'm just like, what the hell did you do to your face? Oh my God. But like, you know, that's not something you want to say to a woman on the day of her wedding. (laughs) And what I realized was her face was pale. It was paler than like an albino chinchilla. It was like literally the whitest thing I've ever seen. Like you're supposed to tell a woman like, oh, you're beautiful. This is like, you're beautiful. You look beautiful. And I told her, you kind of look more like the Proud Boys right now. It's like this idea in India that you have to be more fair and lovely, fair, fair skinned to get a, like a bride or something like that. Because like, you know, fair, like lighter skinned people are more attractive, genuinely attractive. But I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, that's something that I want to like, you know, push towards and something that's something I want to, I'll talk about it more. But yeah, I, that's probably my time, but thank you guys. Thank you guys. Dishan Pajara, everyone. Just started into it. You gotta start getting a little edgy. Uh, all right, you're not, uh, Newman isn't here, is he? I don't see him. Newman Shake's not here. Dan Vogel. Hey, your next comedian. Oh, it's so nice. He's just on the fly and ready to go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Vogel. Yay! Hey everyone, I'm Dan, and uh, when I see a hot girl, I absolutely need to check her out. I don't know what what that's all about, but I need to drop what I'm doing and look at her. And not only that, but it feels like I'm doing a bad thing. So what I'll do is I'll look around first, and I'll and I'll just make sure to see that nobody else is watching me as I before I look at her. And occasionally I'll see somebody else doing the same thing and I'll make eye contact with a guy who we both know we're about to do a bad thing together. This happened to me one night at a bar. My my buddy, um, my buddy was, uh, <laughs> there's this hot girl at the bar and my buddy was like, hey, you should go talk with her. And I was like, I don't want to talk with her. There's monkey pox. There's monkey pox going on. <laughs> uh, and in that way, I feel like the Fauci of our generation is because I could totally talk with this girl if I wanted to, but I don't because, you know, what if things go well? I could get infected and then, you know, things would go downhill from there. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's see what other what other jokes I got. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's why I don't have a lot of sex. Uh, is because I am uh, I am the white knight. I am the the savior of our generation. And uh, yeah, but on the other hand, it's not it's not like you like you don't want to just go ahead and have sex with everybody like. You want the one to be the one for a reason. Um, and it's like all the bad dates that you go on, you know, you know, for all those bad dates that you go on, uh, you know that there's one and there's one needle in the haystack, like one good date that's better for all the bad dates. Um, and so the elusiveness is kind of like, you know, part of the appeal for the dating process. Uh, and for me, it's like, uh, that was the kind of thing that made Bin Laden's murder such a big deal in the United States. Like, the fact that we couldn't find that guy for a decade 
that made it like a national holiday. If he was hanging out at some McDonald's down the street, would Obama be in like the central intelligence room looking through the sniper cam of the guy about to take that guy out? Would I be watching the highlights on the news with a patriotic boner? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think it's part, it's the fact that we couldn't find that guy for so long uh, was why it was, it was just that, that, that release once, once we finally found him was the appeal. Uh, yeah, let's see. I might have one more. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's really it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Dan Vogel, everyone. Romantic. Uh, and that was, that was fun. Uh, all right. Hey, we're still having a good time. You just you just walked in, Newman. Do you want a second or do you want to go up? It's kind of your turn. All right. Oh, here we go. All right. Cool. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Newman Shake. Yay! Yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, had some had some thoughts today. Like, um, I think all relationships are like. I think all like successful relationships they're built on lies, you know what I mean? Like not not big lies, just little lies like, you know, like do I care about your day? No, probably not, but I'm probably going to ask you about it. And do I think your sister's cool? No, I think she's a bitch, but I'm not going to say that to her. Okay. I've been um I've been like I think I don't know, I've been on Hinge lately. And I don't know if you guys have been on Hinge, but that place is deceptive you know like it's so it's too wholesome for what i'm trying to get you know like it's it's the colors are too it's like black and white and there's like purple and purple is too warm for the scumbaggery i'm trying to do okay i've I've tried tinder tinder scares me tinder like i understand what it's like to be i think i understand what it's like to go like for a woman to go on an online date I went on like a Tinder date with someone I was just extremely scared of, you know, like that's, like you ever go on a Tinder date on someone with like a face tattoo? That's, that's scary. Like I was sending my bros my location, like, like, you know, that's, that's embarrassing. Like this 5'4 chick, she, she has 6'3 energy, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. Tried Bumble. Bumble! That's Bumble is a lot, you know. It's it's just a waiting game. <laughs> Bumble, that's 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 tough. You ever? It, Cause I don't know, man. Like, like women have to message first, and then you realize you're just a mistake, you know? Cause you just see for like 24 hours slowly the clock runs out, and you just realize you were just like a muscle spasm or something. You weren't love. Okay. And what else do I want to talk about? Uh, I used to be be a Ross security guard. And yeah, that's probably why I don't do good on dating apps. Because nobody who was a security guard at Ross is, you know, killing it online. No, I I, th- I like working at Ross because I would steal so much shit from, you know what I mean? Like, um, my manager should get mad at me. She's like, so many people stealing so many things from the store. And I'm like, that's all me, you know, like. Like, she wasn't insulting me as a security guard. She was just complimenting me as a thief. And that was really nice of her. 
I really hope I have body dysmorphia. Okay. Let me explain. Because I was reading, like, I was reading, like, this article recently that said um, people, when they look in the mirror, they seem five times more attractive than they really are. And every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, this is, I'm pretty ugly, dude. Like, if there's a chance I'm five times uglier than I am, like, I, I'm going to work on my personality a lot more. And that shit is hard. Yeah, what else do I want to talk about? Um... I've been um let's see i uh my mom and me have a weird relationship like my mom had me when she was 20 and i realized that's gonna cause a lot of problems down the line like i can't put my mom in a nursing home because i'm just gonna see her there in like 10 years so that's not gonna be cool my mom's probably gonna outlive me if i'm being honest because yeah my mom my mom doesn't smoke or drink or have fun and i I'm like one parking ticket away from doing crack. You know, that's where I'm at. Okay, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, everyone. Very nice. Have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Hunter Uniac. Yay! And I have nothing written. Fuck me. I'm joking. That's weird. Um... I work for my dad. So what about me? It's weird working for your father. Like, geez, really? Oh, I thought she was leaving. Like, I work for my dad. I get somebody to fucking walk immediately after that. Just like, I don't need another white person talking about his privilege up on stage. That was the most sarcastic laugh. Okay, back to jokes. Um, but yeah, I work for my dad. It's, it's weird working for your father. You know what I mean? Like, um, Christmas bonuses are weird. Cause you know, like um, one co- one of my cousins, not gonna name her names, Kayla. She um she got a fucking car for Christmas. Her brother got w- written out the will. Yeah, how do you think they afforded the car? Guys, these are jokes. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Um, it's weird though working for a family. Like one time, um, like I was like, first time I got fired by my father. Right, I work construction, by the way. First time I got fired, we were doing a home remodel in our own house. Okay. And I was in second grade. I finished sweeping everything. Thought I did. He walks up right behind me. He goes, you're fired. I was home. Do you know how awkward it is to go to your room after you got fired and there's no walls in the house so your boss can see you crying? I'm just staring at him like crying, like, you know, fucking making eye contact. Like, this is your fault. Weird, though. Like, one time my dad wrote me up. Again, I was like, you know, a year later, he wrote me up, and um, I was a lippy little fuck. He wrote me up by giving me a spanking, you know, and then I went into an office job uh, like when I was like 20, and uh, my boss said, I'm going to give you a write-up for being late, and I just went, fine, pulled down my pants and got over his knee, and he looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's weird. Like, I liked write-ups, you know, like, all right, you guys are looking at me weird. You know what? I still stand by these jokes. <laughs> Weird though, guys. Um, what do you call a, a Native American ghost that you jabbed with your finger? Poke a haunt us. Yeah, I still stand by that joke. <laughs> Weird though, guys. Um, I like my um, I like my pizza. I like my um, I like my woman like my eggs, by the dozen. All right. I like my woman like I like my eggs. Um, cage free. I like my woman like I like my eggs. 
Brown and organic. All right, you're not gonna like this joke then. Um, you know that phrase, pizza's like sex. If it's bad, it's still pretty good. Have you guys heard that phrase? Yeah, cool. I got my own version. Pizza's like sex. I'm banned from Domino's. Pizza's like sex. The first time I had it, my parents paid for it. Pizza's like sex. I don't like it with fruits, but I love it with vegetables. Point is, I'll fuck a paraplegic. All right, guys, this is not the type of humor you guys are ready for at all. I don't give, like, I come in looking like a homeless person with dad shoes wearing a ramen shirt. You have no idea what to take care of me. It's like, this guy's a fucking crazy person. All right. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah, cool. And that's how I'm going to end my set, people. That's my time. I've been, who cares? Hunter Uniac. Keep clapping your hands together. Everybody, we've got three comics left. Your next comedian came all the way from Canada. Clap your hands together for Amy Yu. Yay! Well, now you see what you Hello, 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 hello. Okay, I'm Amy from Toronto. And public service announcement, when we Canadians say sorry to you, no, we're not. We're just people pleasers. So I'm visiting Bay Area for a month because I have been single for too long. I have a lot of relationship trauma, okay? I have a lot of relationship trauma so much so I want to be a fuckboy in the job market. I want to go on dates with a hundred companies. I'm going to make them fall in love with me. You know, got infatuated, start planning the future, and then going to dump their ass. That's why I broke out with my job, okay? That's why I broke out with my job. I flew my ass here right after I broke out with my job. And then my mom was freaking out. I was like, what? my mom was like, why would you go jobless in such an expensive city for a month? I'm like, mom. Don't you see the male to female ratio in San Francisco? I have been single in Toronto for three fucking years. Don't you think I have a higher chance of finding a husband there? And my mom's like, those guys will scam you. I was like, mom, come on. I'm a jobless stand-up comedian trying to convince tech bros who are making six-figure salary, no, seven figures, from Ivy League school to buy low. Who do you think is scamming who? I'm investing my financial future. My mom's like, if you want to invest in your future, you should go to an Ivy League school. So I was like, mom, instead of a US husband and a green card, you want me to be in debt? So um, I made a lot of friends in San Francisco, and I really love the culture here. I love how hippie it is, and I love how in Berkeley there's a lot of, you know, people who care about the environment, the tree huggers, but there's one thing I don't like. Paper straws. Paper straw is like a flicking flaccid penis, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to suck on anything that will go soft after. I've dated enough losers who cannot get hard enough to put it in. I don't need another thing that after I, right after I suck on it, it bends like a sad ass noodle that does, that tastes like shit. Like just like, shit, I, <laughs> I lost it. 
I, where's my, oh, it's on the ground. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I lost it. He lost it. <laughs> I struggle so hard with dating, okay? I struggle so hard with dating because um, I grew up on a dry spell for 22 years because I was very brainwashed by my mom that all dates are evil and ugly. I think it's because she has only seen one dick in her life. Sample size of one, not representative. I also grew up with zero sex education, okay? You know, the, the, the first time I saw a dick was when I was 10. So I went on a family trip with my parents' friend's son. Uh, so the parents were going on a Chinese tourist group and their 12 year old son and me were left behind in a hotel room. And he was like, I know there's a difference between guys and girls. I'm, I never saw it. You wanna see it? So the two of us, like idiots, just take off our pants. And we look at each other in, and he was like, so your dicks is hidden. <laughs> oh shit, I guess, okay, I need to workshop that bit. All right, I do think I might have a hidden dick. I think that's why I have the guts to stand on stage here. <laughs> All right, you guys been great, thank you so much. To keep it going for Amy Yu and her little dick. I think we call it a clit here in the United States. Clits are just tiny dicks, I think. Uh, hey, we've got two comics left, and I believe it's their maybe their first time or something's happening. It's very exciting, so stick around right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Supreme! Okay, so like, I like told um, Amy that one of my life goals was to bomb on stage because like I find that really fucking funny. Um, so yeah, like lo and behold, like here's like this open mic and I'm invited and it's like I thought like uh, it was just gonna be like a joke and everything, but it's like no, like we fucking came here and like literally they're like oh supreme yeah and then I'm just like oh fuck so I'm ad libbing this uh, because apparently I'm like naturally funny or some shit, um, <laughs> like <laughs> um, I yeah like I've been thinking about the bathroom for the past like. 15 minutes because I really need to piss um yeah yeah like I don't know like I don't really have uh material I don't really believe in that like I feel like I'm kind of like I don't know like my uh, roommate's a type a person and I say I'm like a type b plus at best um so like I don't know um four minutes I guess that's like uh, the earliest or shortest amount of long time I guess, like, I don't know how long I, I can just like bullshit this uh, open mic or anything, but it's like, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm living life. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, it's like, I feel like, I don't know whether I'm gonna have to do this again or like, I can literally say my life is accomplished. Um, <laughs> um, shit, like, I could pretend like I have um, a joke or something on my uh, phone, um, <laughs> but I but I don't. Like this is this is the joke. This is this is this is me. Like I yeah. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. 
Supreme, everyone. That was fantastic. Keep your hands clapping, everybody, for Supreme. Yay! Hey, that, was, that was exciting. That was a great, that was a first time. Hey, that's what Mutant Radio is all about. Good stuff. Um, that was exciting. Your next comedian, also a first timer, put your hands together for Tara. Yeah, so um, I'm going to start my set by featuring uh, Supreme going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I just love, like, making music with random sounds. So I guess we'll see, like, what happens. Um, you know, like, fart sounds, boob sounds during sex. Uh, shit like that. Um, yeah, I, I just learned that uh, boobs can make fart sounds <laughs> during sex. Uh, not for myself, from hearsay. Uh, so some sex education for y'all. Uh, Rahul Patel, what's up? Yeah, um, I got the ending to your joke. So, uh, hey, white people, my skin might look like doo-doo but your skin looks like puke, which smells worse. So, uh, anyone here ever live in the suburbs of Wisconsin? Yeah, you got out real fast. <laughs> Let's give it up for Supreme, everyone. Yeah, the one guy who's lived in Wisconsin is gone, so uh, this joke is wasted. But uh, anyway, I was living in the suburbs of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because I'm a masochist. And first day after my new job, I was coming home to my apartment, and my neighbor across the hallway, uh, yeah, educated me on how Wisconsin people are weird, um, which I love. You know, I'm all about weirdness, but uh, they're closeted, so it's boring. So this guy, um, you know, when he thinks no one can hear and he's in the privacy of his own home, but thin walls, he says, do you want to lick my asshole? And of course, my mind has to go to, do you want to lick my asshole? You can lick it all day long. I've been feeling lonely. Come over, babe, and lick that shit. That was a callback. Back to doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, people are weird in the open. Yeah, so Amy and I uh, were walking um, to the train station, and we see this homeless person, uh, and he's saying, like, I don't know if he was talking to us or, um, yeah, he was like, saying, stick it in there, and then the N-word. I'm like, looking around, I don't see any black people. I'm like, so uh, he misgendered and misraced me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been trying to write some deeper material, too. Uh, so... Here goes. If God has a dick, he's pissing on us. He's pissing on you. 
and me and everyone we love. If God has a dick, he's coming everywhere. In my house and my home and everything I've ever known. Love the face. <laughs> if God has a dick, he's sticking it right through my heart. When I pick up the pieces, he sticks it right back through again. If God has a dick, that it's been everywhere. If I can't keep it out, I guess I'll just set it in. So fuck me, God. Fuck me over. Fuck me harder and stronger until I can't stand. So fuck me, God. Fuck the life out of me. Cause I really ain't got any more fucks left to give. Just give me a fucking reason to live. Yeah, that's all I got. Hey, get, yay! Keep your hands clapping for Tara, everyone. That was amazing. That was like performance art at the end of our open mic, which is fucking brilliant. Uh, did any other people wander in? Is everybody? That's it. We did it. Then, uh, yeah, clap, clap it up for yourselves. Thanks for sticking around till the very end. Everyone got a turn, and I got to do my new jokes, and I feel good about it. So, cool. Well, tomorrow night, OMG, six o'clock, Sixth Street and Market. Come on down. It's two for one. Well drinks. So that's exciting. And um, Wednesday is Baby Blue's Barbecue. It's a seven o'clock open mic. And Thursday is the bar on Dolores. And that's an eight o'clock mic. And Friday is here at six o'clock. And then Saturday is Atlas. So there's comedy every day of the week. And I hope that you choose to do it with Mutiny Radio. Thanks for listening in, everybody. And uh, smoke a cigarette. Oh, go see Lauren Kraut host The Punchline with all those other old comedians. And that's like what it's called. It's called like, we're dirt old. This is what we're doing, Cheryl. But she's amazing, and she's hosting uh, Lauren Kraut, The Punchline, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, September 7th. Get your tickets now. Uh, hey, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next time.
remember how it felt when you went to your first parade and how you saw that glorious marching band coming down the street well try to imagine with me if you will that you were the first to see the band coming down the way growing bigger and bigger and your heart pounding harder and harder <laughs> it always seemed to me that my heart was in perfect time with the big bass drum in your mind and in your blood that some folk call religion there are multitudes of people crying because they just won't try to understand from the book i read not one but all must follow him come and join the magnificent sanctuary bang there are multitudes People dying seem like temptation rules over the land. You know those people should remember his commandments. Come and join the magnificent sanctuary band. Singing in a band, talking to the man. Bringing in the sheep all over the world as fast as they can. Enjoy the sanctuary The son of man speaks a revelation. Oh, he's reaching out, reaching out his hand. He has promised to bring us all salvation. Come and join the magnificent sanctuary
Oh, super fly. You're gonna make your fortune. 